It's January 9th, 2017. And I feel so strongly that I need to record this message. For the last few days, I've been doing a lot of introspection and a lot of repenting as God has just brought things to the surface that he wants to deal with. And my spirit has just been yearning to be in his presence and to make my soul and my body more aware of our spiritual surroundings. And so I've been engaging in Proverbs as of late. Last week I was really delving into Ecclesiastes and just the beauty of Ecclesiastes, talking about all of these different things that are meaningless, but really at the heart of it what I was getting was that the sole aim of mankind really should be to desire to be in love and to operate from a place of love because love consumes all things. It's the only thing that overshadows everything. And how Solomon was writing about how everything seems to be meaningless on this side of eternity and under the sun. I just found myself questioning, like, well, what would happen if we'd rise above the sun? What if we would expand beyond time and not be limited? What if the limitations were completely taken off? Would everything still be so meaningless? And I found that that is actually where life really seems to begin, is when we burst forth, burst beyond this physical realm, burst beyond this finite being where so much of our time and our energy has been focused and getting everything right in this finite uh, existence. But what if we're more than that? What if we're more than just these finite beings? And of course, as Christians, we believe that. But I mean, like, what if we could access that right now? And I really find that, or found that as I was going through Ecclesiastes, that is what was pressing me. And I was so excited and so elated by this encouragement really to look beyond today to look beyond the moment to look beyond and not I don't mean the moment as in like we know that our God is an everlasting and ever present now he's in the very now so I'm not talking about that specifically what I'm talking about is just looking past our finite situations because they really don't matter in the grand scheme of things so what if we focus on the things that we're told to focus on what if we focus on the realities of heaven why don't we live there and so out of that I just was pressing into God and just I was getting ready to read Ecclesiastes again today and I felt so strongly that I needed to read Proverbs and to just really eat it and chew on it and I thought, okay, well, that's cool. I, I can definitely do that. And I, I'm reminded right now about a, a dream or a conversation I was having. Well, I was actually, how do you know if I was, it was a prayer while I was asleep or while on the verge of going to sleep or whatever the case was. But it, it really just dawned on me that in Luke, we read that Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor in the eyes of God and man. And so I just started to percolate a few questions out of that. And I just asked God, I was like, how is it that Jesus could grow in favor 
in the sight of God. Like, not only was he the son of God, he, he was God. How could God grow in favor in the sight of God? And it was just so perplexing. I just, I really didn't know. So I just brought it down to something more tangible, something I could really deal with, or at least I thought I could deal with. And I just asked God, well, how then can we grow in favor? If Jesus grew in favor, so certainly we can grow in favor. Jesus was perfect right from the get-go, and yet he grew in favor. And so he's perfected us, but that doesn't mean that the job is complete, because obviously if he was already perfect, and he grew in wisdom, and he grew in stature, and he grew in favor, well then certainly that that is absolutely 100% available to us, that we will grow in wisdom, that we will grow in stature, and that we will grow in favor in the sight of God and in man. And I just asked Papa, and I said, Papa, like, how can I grow in favor? How did Jesus go about growing in favor? And the response I got back from God was acts of righteousness. Now, being in the world that I live in today and and the environment I find myself in and even the paradigms and my own thought processes, I really wanted to come against the idea of suddenly living a life of striving again to earn God's favor. It's not about earning God's favor. We already have God's favor. But there is still something about what he was saying that it can grow. It grows. And the response that I got from God was acts of righteousness. And so then I just began to ask him, I said, what are acts of righteousness? And he became silent. At least I thought he did. And I fell asleep and I didn't know what to do with it all. And uh, I kind of chewed on that for a couple of days. And suddenly today, as I'm, I'm reading through Proverbs, things are jumping out that I just never thought, like I just didn't realize were there, including right off the bat. Like we're just being told, basically, in essence, here we have an instruction manual as to how to live a life of righteousness, full of wisdom. And it was, I was just blown away. And then, so as I was encountering that today and just chewing on it and meditating on it, just thinking it through, I was going through one chapter at a time very, very slowly because I was being impacted by so much. And these words were resounding in the back of my mind and back of my heart and spirit, right in the back of my head, sort of at the base of my neck there, or the base of my head, you know, where the neck connects. And just felt this word kind of permeated there that we need to be careful with wisdom that she's not to be trifled with and I didn't quite know what to do with that even this evening I just kind of was thinking what's that even mean she's not to be trifled with and then as I go through Proverbs I'm just realizing that she's so beautiful wisdom she's so powerful and so Engaging and then oftentimes even misspent because what do you do with wisdom? So I didn't know what to do, you know, and, and God just said, everything that I'm going to talk to you about tonight, I want you to record it. I want you to tell people. So I don't know where the conversation is going. I can only tell you what's going on in me and and as the encounter continues... I pray that we will all come into some kind of epiphany or walk into a greater sense of revelation. 
So when I closed my eyes, the first thing I noticed today was as I closed my eyes, my right arm was holding the handle, which was almost like a leather strap that was nailed to a door to make a handle. So I slide my hand into that, almost like it's a shield. You're almost holding the door like a shield. And my shoulder, my right shoulder and arm are right against that door. And I'm pressing so hard against the door and pushing it open. It's very thick, a very heavy door that hasn't been opened, at least in my life, for a very long time. It was almost moist and swollen on the bottom as it pushed open into this into this overgrown garden. Moss on the stones that were the ground, the path to walk on. And it's sort of misty. The air is thick and heavy with dew. And it was hard it's hard to sort of adjust to the like the air to breathe it in, but it's so healthy. And as the door opened, like as I finally got it open it was like these hands rushed at me and began doing something inside of my chest began to do surgery like actual physical surgery correcting things within my body because apparently there is stuff that's wrong that I'm not aware of yet and they're doing preventative measures I don't even know what but I do know that something is going on inside my chest that I can't quite explain to further that as I close my eyes again I just sense like there's just something there trying to press through into this realm into this reality right behind my eyes and it's not painful at all it's like zero pain but there's this pressure something trying so hard to just kind of come through and I feel like it's like we're on the verge of breakthrough. Something is about to break. And finally, we're going to step into the finally. And I think that's the word right now is that we're getting ready to step into the finally. The yearnings, the longings that we've had. We're getting ready to step into them. I can just feel it now too. It's just like even my walls in my, in my study here are just kind of reverberating. Even I can hear creation groaning with me, with our spirits right now. That we're on the verge of exactly that breakthrough into the finally of God. The things we've been waiting for, that we've been longing for, that we've been hearing for so long, these mighty, majestic breakthroughs of God that move nations, that change the world, where love is finally the common bond, that love is the unity. Love is the currency of the world. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at us. It doesn't matter what else is going on. Love rules the day. It conquers all things. And that is that great big final push. Like we're birthing something. We're birthing something from the spiritual, the supernatural, into the natural. There's this glorious garden in front of us that's so thick and lush and full. 
but it hasn't been kept well. And it's longing to be trimmed back and to be made fully healthy. Because anything that's overgrown becomes unhealthy and it begins to really become destructive to the life around it. Oh. And I'm just resting here. So grateful for the angels in the room. And I can hear them. I can hear them hushing. I can hear them hushing and coming out through the airwaves and just kind of being sent out through the airwaves. And so, Father, right now, that's exactly what we do. We just, we send out the called ones, the angels that have been called for exactly this time with their mandates. I pray, Father, for the delivery of the scrolls to your saints. I thank you so much for the visitation of the saints that we've been encountering more and more and more. And we welcome it more and more and more and more and more. And I thank you for the seven spirits of God that have been making themselves known again to mankind. I thank you that these secrets, these mysteries that have been orally passed down from generation to generation but have kind of been hushed and kept away from the 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 bulk of Christianity, the bulk of the church. I thank you so much that those mysteries are being brought out into the light again. And I pray for those who have ears to hear. I pray that they will hear these words and take them and eat them and just bring deep into themselves as nutrition. And that those who have eyes may see that they will see your kingdom, that they will see the glory of God manifested, that you will bring the voice back to the prophets. The prophets will be able to speak back into the church and Papa, that the church will be able to trust the words, that they will take heart, take hold of the nourishment being brought forth by the prophets. And Papa, that the prophets would be released out into the world. That God, that a prophet would not just stay sat down in one kingdom, but that they will go out into all of your kingdom, throughout your entire kingdom, this kingdom realm of earth. They will go out. I pray, Papa, for the rising up, the raising up of true apostles, of true prophets. Father, for the evangelists, for the pastors, for the teachers, for the kings and the priests. I pray for the full foundation of the, earth, for, of the church to be restored, to being a strong building blocks again for society and for culture. I pray for favor over your body, Papa. And that the fear of God may rest on man again. Daddy, starting within the church leadership, 
and then throughout the rest of the body. I pray for transparency, for vulnerability. That we would just be out there, that we would be on display. That we will not hide our weaknesses, but that we were bold in our weaknesses. That we speak boldly in our weakness. So that your light might shine. So that your strength would shine. That your name be praised and not ours. And Father, for everybody who's listening, I pray, God, that you will give them a demonstration of power, even, even right now as they're listening. A demonstration of power, of healing within their own bodies, in their own hearts and minds. I pray you would give them their own mystic prayer. Their own mystic prayer. And right now I just see the faith the face of Mother Teresa. She showed up in church in the spirit on Sunday. I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't know what to say or hear. And I just saw her. And I and I heard the angel saying, like, she's the apostle of Calcutta. But I had no idea, and I still don't know what she's here to release, what was going on. But I'm seeing her even now in my in my study, right here, right now. That she had such a passion for God. She had such a heart for intimacy with Papa. And that intimacy, brothers and sisters, that's what changes us. That's us working together with Holy Spirit, being in union with Him. That Holy Spirit can transform us and is transforming us into the likeness of Christ in glory. Into the likeness of Christ in glory. And so in future teachings, obviously, we'll talk about Jesus and the incorruptible seed and how you don't have to taste death. You don't have to die. Your body can be rejuvenated and it's meant to be rejuvenated. We are living beings. We are blue light beings. That's who we really are and we need to learn how to bring our spirit, our soul and body back into complete union with itself or themselves and then we can really honestly begin to experience and encounter the true trinity of God and the true trinity of each other. That we can all be one. And we're going to talk more specifically about walking through our gates. Our spirit gates, our soul gates, our body gates. We're going to talk about the soul of man. We're going to talk about and learn from God regarding how to prepare a court case for when we go up into the different levels of the courts of heaven. And how to just partner with God and let Papa lead you into those realms. Let Holy Spirit and the ushers, the angelic ushers, usher you in 
and clothe you in righteousness and put on the proper priestly garbs and the judicial garbs so that you're brought into the right rooms and that you're prepared and that you're ready. And I pray that even right now that we would receive humility, that we would act humbly, that we would act humbly. Because it is all for God's glory and God's purposes. And so even now, there's this cosmic dance going on in the stars. I don't fully grasp what's going on. I just know that God was showing me even last week. There's something specific about the the timing of Pisces. I'm not an astrologer or an astronomer or anything like that. I don't even pretend to understand what's going on in the stars or the signs of the times in that in that regard. But there's something about Pisces in the sky this year that's very, very relevant and very pertinent and that we need to be paying attention to what God is doing in the skies because he's writing it all out in the skies and There's so much going on. Part of me feels like like every time he gives me a vision of fish, it's really talking about harvest. Harvest time, harvest time, harvest time in regards to being a fisher of men. So we need to be in alignment. We need to be figuring these things out. Because God is calling us to something so much deeper. And I keep hearing him ask, who is willing to do the hard work? Who is willing to do the hard work? And so I ask him questions like, what kind of hard work are you talking about? He's talking about the stripping away of our idols, the stripping away of food. The stripping away of drink. The stripping away of excess. Like, how much do we really need? When we take a look around, I'm not saying that having things is bad, but at the end of the day, Solomon's like, you're not going to have any of it left when you leave. So why are you putting so much effort into earning it now? And God seems to be reverberating that even now, like saying it again. How much do you need? How much stuff do you need? It all gets in the way. It's all clutter. It tears away and strips away of who you really are and covers up everything that is important about you. And it needs to just be stripped away. This holding on to our things and fighting fighting for a paycheck is in the way. This sense of self-reliance, that's in the way. We need to be God-reliant. And that is the call. He's asking us again and again and again, who's willing to do the hard thing? And the hard thing is putting our trust in Him instead of our stuff. Putting our trust in Him instead of our paychecks. Putting our trust in Him instead of our grocery stores. And You know, I see all these people... I see these videos and 
and I see I, I see videos of people from across the world that are starving, whether it's in Africa or even um, uh, survivors from the Holocaust in Russia, like who were sent out to Russia, and they have basically nothing, basically nothing. And then I, and you, even here in the streets of Winnipeg, where we have people dying in homelessness, just even up my street, just up my street, just a couple months ago, two people were found dead in a car after a weekend of being in the car alone they were dead for the whole weekend and found bloated that sounds totally disgusting and what bothers me the most about the whole situation is was they were just down the street and they felt so absolutely utterly hopeless that they drowned themselves in drugs they were running away from life they're running away from the problems and it ended up killing them and that's exactly what happens you guys the world is so desperately seeking something more and God has entrusted those secrets and mysteries to bring fulfillment into people's lives to the church. He's brought those mysteries to light within the church. And so he's asking who's willing to do the hard work to get rid of the clutter, to turn in, to go back into that interior castle, to find what Jesus was talking about when he was saying the kingdom of heaven is within you. Who is willing to do the searching? And I believe that you are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening. He's still looking. He's still walking to and fro trying to find out where is he going to find people that he can trust, that he can count on, that he can be vulnerable with, be vulnerable with that he can share his heart with because he knows we're going to act out on it. And so I ask you, Daddy, right now, that even now, as the listeners are listening, that you comb through their hearts and bring to light the areas in their lives that you want them to release, to get rid of and to make room for you. Where is there room for Papa in our schedules? This isn't about guilt. This is about reality. This is about a real question. This is about living our daily lives as those who are devout to Jesus, those who are devout to God Almighty, who are totally enraptured by the love and grace and mercy of our God on high, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is our Abba. He is our Daddy. He is our Papa, our Father, our Good Shepherd. We're going to talk about encountering gates, ancient doors and gates that are open and once they're opened the king of glory can come in and that is you you are that you are that ancient door you are that gate that when it's open the king of glory can come in and we can we can only encounter that aspect of god when your gate is open and when we encounter each other so i pray papa for tearing down of walls and entering into humility and entering into transparency with each other so that glory can rush back and forth through us. That these streams of living water, these rivers that want to gush out of us, will gush out and the world will be transformed by your love and the love that we have for each other. Jesus even said that we are going to be known for our love 
not for our doctrine, not for our smooth talking, not for our ability to walk on water or transport from one place to another or to or to even just walk through walls. That's not what we're going to be known for. We're not going to be known for raising the dead, healing the sick, cleansing the leper. We're going to be known for our love. That is huge. And with that, I just want to seal this off with a prayer and say, God, we love you with absolutely everything. And we are so on fire for you. I pray, Daddy, that you will bless every single listener tonight. Every single person who is listening to this, I pray that you are going to empower them to, to with all grace and mercy, to actually begin the shedding off of the things that block their way, that block their sight, that block their hearing. I pray, Papa, that their senses will be open to you, that they will hear you clearly, that they will smell and taste and see heaven, that they will feel tangible presence, that they can actually grasp things in the spirit and bring it forth. I pray with a prayer of love over all of these folks, Papa, seal them, heal them, and kiss them. Amen.